Welcome to another edition of Security Clearance Podcast. Uh, I'm Frank Rizzo, and today we're talking with Jason Hansen. Jason is a former CIA officer and security specialist turned New York Times bestselling author, Spy Secrets That Can Save Your Life. Jason also teaches courses on escape and evasion. Today we're going to talk with Jason about how each of us are at risk for identity theft. Jason, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. So tell us, uh, tell us why we are all at risk of identity theft. Well, just because it's, it's such a big business. I mean, if you look at the FTC and all the data coming out and all the statistics, you know, billions of dollars a year and tens of millions of people every year all having their identity stolen. And it may be a bank account, it may be a credit card, but it's something that all of us are affected. It doesn't matter who you are, whether you're young and old, rich or poor, it's all of us can run into that problem of having thieves hack our identity and steal it. So, but you see all those commercials for the this like the insurance uh, to protect your identity. Is that not a solve all problem? It does not solve all problems. Um, I'm going to share you a few things today that solve the majority of problems, but nothing is 100 percent perfect. And also talk about ways you can be vigilant to you know stop something immediately if heaven forbid your identity does does get hacked. So, where are we at the the biggest risk for identity theft? Well, it really depends. So emails, of course. We know that we shouldn't click on the email where your Nigerian uncle says you've won $50 million. Right. So if, if somebody is clicking on those emails, then clearly they're at risk for that. But most of us are hopefully intelligent enough that we're not doing that. So then the other way is a lot of just brute force attacks where people have hacked your password using you know the algorithms. And if you're not watching your bank account, if you're not watching your credit, you may have... 10 credit cards account open, you may have a loan taken out in your name before you realize what's happened. Well, how do you even tell? I wouldn't be able to tell if someone had opened up a credit card in my name because wouldn't you, you'd find out almost when it was too late, wouldn't you? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, a lot of this stuff you do find out before it's too late. But you can see, you know, for instance, your own credit card, if somebody copied down the number or if somebody was looking over your shoulder when you're buying something at a shopping mall. You can see on your own credit card statement, but a lot of times it is too late, which is why I'm going to tell you, again, the single best thing you can do, because I have personally uh, been a victim of identity theft, and it's all courtesy of the United States government. When the Chinese hacked 22 million accounts or you know whatever it is up to, is I was one of the people because I had a top secret security clearance, and my information is with the Chinese, and they sold it to the North Koreans and the Russians and Syria and, you know, anybody, all the, all the bad people in the world now have my identity information. Well, what would they do with that information besides just open up a couple credit cards and maybe buy a house? Sure. So the reason they want this information is it, again, it shows employees who have clearances. So they're not really interested in going to open up a credit card account and, you know, buying $5,000 worth of sporting goods stuff. What they want to know is, one, who is susceptible? So what can we learn about these people? That way maybe we can turn them and they can be spies for our own country. Or we want to know who's been in and out of our country so the next time they head over here we can arrest them for espionage. So if you use your true name or an alias and you go back to that country and they now have a list, then you are at risk of getting arrested. So they're more concerned from the espionage angle, not ripping you off for a couple bucks angle. Where would they set up to attack if I'm out in the public? Because I've, I've read that just public Wi-Fi is a danger zone. Absolutely it is. So the way they do it is they actually spoof the Wi-Fi. So let's say you go to Starbucks and you're going to use the public Wi-Fi and you see Starbucks Wi-Fi. And then underneath that, maybe you see Starbucks One Wi-Fi. 
Well, a criminal could have set up that dummy Wi-Fi account at its Starbucks One Wi-Fi. And when you log in, when you're starting to put passwords or go to your bank account, they can literally read everything going on. So you would never, ever want to get on a public Wi-Fi spot unless you're surfing the Internet encrypted. And that means what? Well, luckily, it's very easy to do, and you don't have to have a bunch of tech knowledge. You want to use what is called a virtual private network. It's also a VPN for short. And a VPN encrypts your data. That way, it's safe for you to get on public Wi-Fi, whether you're on an airplane or at a restaurant. Uh, right now, for instance, I live in Utah. I have my VPN going even though I'm in my office, and my VPN shows I'm in New York City. So it encrypts it, it routes it, and it can route it all over the world. That way, criminals can't see what you're doing and, you know, literally read your mail. Are there steps that we can take before that to make sure, make it at least harder for criminals to access our information? Well, I, I absolutely recommend everybody use the VPN. If you're not, then obviously just use Wi-Fi that has passwords. So when you're at home, you have your password on a Wi-Fi, use that. But never in a million years when you're going to an airport lounge, use their Wi-Fi because anybody can spoof that and it's not very well protected. Are there steps that we can take beyond that? Uh, like I've, I've seen uh, things called a, a credit freeze. I'm not familiar with it, but I've, I've seen that happen. And I, I, I'm not 100% of what that is, Jason. So can you explain a little bit what a credit freeze is? Sure. That is actually the number one step that I recommend people take when I'm dealing with victims of identity theft. And it's very easy to do. I've had mine for about 15 years now. But the scary thing is, I teach seminars all over the country, and when I ask 100 people in a room to raise their hand and say, how many people have a credit freeze, I'll be lucky if 10 out of 100 raise their hand. So the wow. majority of people don't do this. But a credit freeze, all you would have to do is Google credit freeze. We know there are three credit unions. There are Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. And you just go on the website and freeze your credit. What that means is nobody can open a bank account or buy a car or take out a mortgage because your credit is frozen. They can't access it. And when you freeze your credit, they give you a 10-digit PIN number. So anytime you want to unfreeze it, you just call the 800 number or you can just do it online. You unfreeze it for a certain amount of time. So, for instance, I was fortunate enough to go on the ABC television show Shark Tank. And they run your background. They do a ton of stuff. I joke with them. It's almost like applying for the CIA all over again. And one of the producers called me and said, hey, Jason, we tried to run your credit today, but there's a freeze on it. We need you to unfreeze it. So I went to the three credit unions or credit bureaus. I unfroze my credit, and I put it for 48 hours. So you can choose how long you want to freeze it before it automatically goes on. Okay. So I called them back, and I said, you've got 48 hours while my credit is open, so you can check my credit, and then it goes back on. So if you want to go buy a car, all you're going to do is lift it for 48 hours or 72 hours, and then it automatically goes back on. Uh, but again, this is the number one thing, because if they can't access your credit, you don't have to worry about them you know, buying a house in your name. Well, that sounds like it's super easy to do. What about the, the things like I carry my, my credit card or my, my debit card in my wallet, and I've, I've read stories where they can just kind of skim it out of there. They can. So what bad guys do is you can just go on eBay or you know, any of the Internet sites, and you can buy a credit card reader. So if you've been to McDonald's or any kind of place where you just put your card and swipe it, and then it processes payment, well, you can buy these readers, and I've actually got one here in my office. 
And what criminals do is most readers, you have to be right up on there. So you know, you're going to be an inch away at the, at the most for it to process your payment. But they go in there, and with a few tweaks, you can get these credit card processors to work from within three feet away. So I would put that thing in my backpack, walk up and down the streets, and if I'm walking past you, it sucks the information out. So I can tell your credit card number, I can tell your expiration date, I can tell your name, I can see recent purchases. So this is something that is very easy to do, which is why you want to have some type of RFID blocker. So you can buy RFID blocking wallets. Um, I just have a card that sends out a signal that I carry in my wallet that blocks. So these credit card guys or these credit card criminals can't suck my information out. So. A lot of credit cards have chips these days, and you just got to be very, very careful that, again, some guy doesn't pass you on the street before you know it. Your credit card has had thousands of dollars charged to it. See, and I've I've read stories online, and we've had some instances here locally where they'll find these skimmers on the gas pump. So when you go to run your card to, for your gas, it still works, but they're they're stealing your information that way. Is there a way to prevent that, or maybe to notice that 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 is there? You're 100% right about that, is criminals love skimmers. And the only way to notice is if you're staring at it, it's got kind of a black plastic over it. It, it looks like it's a broken or slightly off. So if you're just talking on yourself and not paying attention, you'll probably never notice. But if you're looking right where you're putting your credit card in and something doesn't look right, go to another pump. Um, another place where skimmers are very popular is that criminals put them on ATM machines that are the private ATM machines you find in hotels or gas stations. So you want to use Wells Fargo, Bank of America, the big bake ATMs, but not the ones that some private entrepreneur just started a company because those don't have as high security on them. So just be mindful of your surroundings. And I'm sure those are things that you go over in your your escape and evasion courses. But you also talk about uh, bank statement monitoring. Yes. I mean, one of the simplest things you can do is, and what I personally do is once a month, on the first of every month, I look at all my credit cards statements for the previous month. So I'll just skim it down and look and, you know, see if there's anything fraudulent going on. And of course, you know, I always find a charge. I'm like, you know, what was this? I can't remember what it was. I call the company that's like, oh yeah, I charged that. But it takes less than 10 minutes to do. And you may see charges aren't there. That way you can quickly jump on it, call your bank, get the credit card closed, and get a new one. I mean, this is a, a $50 billion a year like industry for these criminals to go through and, and hack your, your stuff and, and take control of your identity and run up credit cards. And, and you hear these horror stories about how it takes months and months and months and almost thousands of dollars to get these things erased. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the time lost, and as I said, our consulting we do a lot of this with clients and the hours they have to spend on the phone with the banks or the credit card companies or filling out reports and mailing things in it is a nightmare which is why i tell people get a vpn today put a credit freeze on your credit today i mean do all this stuff because even though it's going to take a little bit time right now you'll save yourself hours upon hours and thousands of dollars later on now, it sounds like the simplest thing to do, and it's one of the things I don't, I don't have it done, and, but I, I, I never was worried about that until I've, I started doing these podcasts, and now I'm more mindful of, of what can happen. Well, yeah, again, it's not, you, know, you don't have to be a celebrity or a politician or have a clearance for somebody to seek you out and want to take it or take your credit and steal it. 
is a lot of it's just random. Is they have these brute force attacks, these programs that just hit various credit card numbers. And if yours happens to be a credit card number that they just hit on, you know, kind of luck of the draw, then you're up the creek without a paddle. So this is why everybody needs to implement it, no matter who they are. No, absolutely. And are these the sort of steps that, uh, or, or classes that you talk about in your escape innovation courses, Jason? It is, yeah. We, we have several courses. We teach five escape innovation. So we teach cybersecurity, how to pick locks, um, lie detection skills, how to escape duct tape, rope, and handcuffs, hand-to-hand self-defense. So we really cover kind of the, the whole ball of wax when it comes to safety and personal protection. So, and you offer those courses, is it an annual thing, or do you do, you do them all over the country, correct? We do, yep. Yeah, we do them all over the country, and we just, you know, Vegas, D.C., so we travel all over, and, you know, maybe evasive driving one week, and maybe the pistol class the next week, escape and evasion. So it really is a wide variety to make people well-rounded. So is there anything else that you wanted to add while I, I have your, you here? You know, I think you asked a lot of great questions. And I'm just going to keep saying the same thing because it's so easy. Is get your virtual private network, freeze your credit, and just check those statements. I mean, it doesn't require a lot of effort to keep yourself safe and make sure you don't get hacked. So people do those things, they'll significantly increase their chances of not running into any problems. No, we appreciate your time today, Jason. And again, your your website, if anybody has any, any questions or would like more information. Sure. Yeah, my website is just spyescape.com. All right, this is Jason Hansen, former CIA officer, security specialist, best-selling author, Shark Tank entrepreneur. SpyEscape.com is the website. And this has been another edition of Security Clearance Podcasts.